Welcome to the Holistic Warrior Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Jane Rias Vass. I'm a woman of many capes, some of which include best-selling author, mindset and empowerment coach for women with PCOS, founder of the PCOS Thrive Collective, Warrior Life Creative Co., and Holistic Warrior Life Co. But my most favorite cape to don is being a mom to my adorable little boy and wife to a kick-ass husband. Come join me each week along with a few special guests as we talk about what it means to thrive despite your health diagnosis, despite your current circumstance in all areas of your life, and to truly confront and conquer your light and dark to living your best aligned life ever. This is not your highlight reel. We will get raw and real about all things health, wellness, mindset, entrepreneurship, relationships, inner soul work, and spirituality to help guide you on your journey of living a holistic, fierce, and empowered life. My intention is to help you expand your life, your mindset, your soul vibration, to live a life that is so fully charged with health, abundance, and love. There is absolutely another way to live. There is a way to help heal yourself on all levels, holistically, emotionally, and physically. It is never too late. Your time is now, so let's get started. Hello, 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 Holistic Warriors. I'm your host, Tanya Jane Marias Faz, and today on the show, I have a very special woman. I mean, all my guests are special, but this one's even more exceptional because she was a co-author of mine in our most recent book, On Her Plate, and her name is Paula Mann. I'm going to just let you know a little bit about her and then we can get to know her more and dive into our episode today. So Paula has her diploma in fitness and health promotion. She's a certified personal trainer, a certified Libert equalizer trainer, and an accountability coach. She's a passionate warrior for helping women feel empowered, something which came about through many sequences of blessed opportunities. Paula has been featured on the TV show York Region Live for fitness and live segments as well as radio talk shows for guidance on making fitness fit into all lifestyles for any person. She specializes in motivation, accountability, and empowerment, and strives to show her clients how strong they are and how they can reach their goals and are worth spending the time on to achieve. Paula is an entrepreneur through and through. She owns her own personal training studio called Performance Fitness and is also a proud network marketer. In both businesses, she uses her passion for leading through service and courage to allow others to step into their greatness. Paula is a wife to an incredibly amazing husband, Nick, and a mother to four beautiful little girls, Abigail, Peyton, Haley, and Isabella. She understands the I'm too tired or I'm too busy reasons so many women have for not exercising. And her passion actually lies in showing women that it does not take hours and hours of super intense exercise that will have you not walking properly for days to see results. Yep, you heard that right. So Paula (laughs) here is freaking divine and she'll definitely help you reach your goals and help you be successful. But she says that you need to decide that you're worth it. So the question isn't can you, it's always will you. I love that. I love that. Welcome, (laughs) Paula. Welcome to the show. I'm so honored to have you here. I'm so excited to share you with our listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was an amazing intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> Aww. 
Well, I'm excited for you to be here and I'm like, I'm super excited for what we're going to talk about today, especially given the little bit of pre-recording conversation that we just had, um, but a little uh, rapid fire round so that our listeners can get to know you um, before we dive in. So my first things that I'm going to ask you is, where are you from? I am from Newmarket, Ontario. Awesome. That's super close. I've been there once, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And my next question for you, I'm, I'm, these are not scripted. I'm literally spewing this on top, like <laughs> off awesome. the top of my head. I kind of challenge myself to do that. Um, my next you. question for you is what is your favorite form of fitness? Um, I would have to say a Tabata format class or a HIT training class. I love the variety and that you don't stay doing one thing for too long. Ooh, I might have to dive into that a little later in the episode. Definitely, <laughs> that's, that's huge. I like, love learning about different forms. So that's exciting. That's cool. And my next question would be, I love food. So I always have to ask people, what is your favorite food? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm such a nerd on certain things. <laughs> Honestly, like my go-to when I'm just need to grab something and go, I love veggies and dip. That sounds so bad. <laughs> um, I love veggies and dip. I'm also addicted right now to Freshy has this bowl called the Buddha Satay that has oh. rice noodles and it has like a spicy peanut sauce and mm. like broccoli and carrots and I put tofu in it. But um, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with that one right now. I'm getting too. hungry right now. <laughs> No, it's, it's awesome. I've, I've had their bowls and they're really, really good. Um, oh, they're amazing. Yeah. I just made something similar to that actually a week ago. But I should awesome. make it at home. That would yeah. be a great thing to do. But you know what? Just sometimes nice. when somebody else makes it for you, yeah. oh, it's just wonderful. It's nice. It's put together. It's there. It's freshly made. It's just ready to eat. So Definitely. Yeah. My next thing for you is what is your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert is creme brulee. Mm, can never go wrong with that. I know. I could, eat, so I could probably eat like three or four of those in one sitting, which is probably horrible. They go down so smooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that. So we don't that bring would those. definitely spike the sugar levels for sure. <laughs> of course. So we don't bring those often. Um, it's a treat. Yes, exactly. So my last it's all about balance, Kenya. It's all about balance. I know. I know. I've only recently gotten to that point over the last year, but yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, I can eat, like, desserts are my, my weakness. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. My next question for you, and since you're an author, what is one of your favorite books? Oh, wow. I spend most of my time using audiobooks because okay. of how busy life is with the four kids and yeah. uh, being an entrepreneur. I'm trying to think of the favorite one. Um, I love Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. That is definitely a favorite of mine. Um, oh, goodness. What are some other ones? I think, like we talked about before we started recording, I'm really, really loving right now. Just learning so much from uh, the obesity code. That one, I like you said too. Love learning new things, and yeah. uh, the fitness and health industry or wellness industry as a whole, it's changing constantly. There's always research. They're always trying to understand how the body works and what the most efficient and effective ways are doing things and all that. 
So I've been in this industry for 18 years now. So there are a lot of things that have changed since I went to school and studied nutrition and studied physiology and anatomy and things like that. Um, so I just really enjoy learning and kind of challenging myself on my thought processes that I was trained on, yeah. um, how things working. So the obesity code by Dr. Jason Fung is really, really good. And I love that he is from Toronto. So I would say those are probably two of my favorites right now. I'd have to go through my audible app and <laughs> find some more for you. No, it's really good. I'm going to definitely list those in the show notes. Um, I've been hearing a lot about Darren greatly. Like you're probably the fourth person this week that's talked about that book. So oh, wow. I know it's definitely a sign that I need to go get it yeah. or like download it. Um, but I've, I've heard a lot of good things about her books so far. Yeah, she's very, very good. Yeah. Exciting. Okay, great. This is amazing. And I, you know, I'm transitioning based off of the last question that I had. We'll just dive right into the episode. <laughs> so awesome. we're going to talk about your, I guess, your wealth, health and wellness journey and like, you know, how you got to this point of doing what you do and how do you help others around it, especially as women because you're right we do juggle a lot of things and there's some days as you mentioned before we don't even know how we do it um yeah one another does it it just gets done um mm -hmm. so what tell, talk to us a little bit about you your story and how did you get to the point where you were you got into personal training and like health and wellness and like working in that industry Sure, sure. So I um, played every sport you could think of when I was in high school. And I use the saying that my sports got me through high school. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of schooling. So um, I did well because I was able to participate in the sports. And um, it actually wasn't till about two or three years ago, to be honest with you, that I recognized um, how much those athletics actually played a role in my mental health as well. Mm -hmm. um, I never really struggled with anxieties or depressions or self-esteem or things like that. Um, but I've recognized as I've um, had my children and grown into being a woman that how much that does affect our positive mental health when we exercise and we kind of push our body, challenge our body, but then feel good when we use it. And um, so I looked back on my high school days and, and college days and just realized that it was such a big role for my self-esteem and finding those things that I was good at and that mm -hmm. I enjoyed. Um, I played soccer, basically like rep soccer from when I was nine all the way through till I went to school. Yeah. Um, I ended up tearing my ACL. So one of the oh. main ligaments in your knees. So literally right before I went to college, I had to have my ACL reconstructed. Um, so I didn't get to play soccer in school. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, I took fitness and health promotion in college. I had looked at taking kinesiology in university, but then recognized that it was still mostly classroom studying. Yeah. It wasn't actually moving and doing things. So I decided to go to the college route and wanted to be in a field that I could be moving, like as I was studying, but yeah. also then my career would be doing something of that sort too, whether it was a sport or exercise or whatever. 
So um, I ended up working in the athletic department there as the trainer for the soccer team. So I still got to participate, but I was the one that would tape up things and ankles and um, ice and just all that stuff, working through therapies with some of the players and things like that. But um, the interesting thing I still find to this day very funny, we had out of the four semesters I had in college, I three of them I had to do a co-op. And I had two in a physiotherapy clinic, which I loved, yeah. and one in a gym. And I hated it. Oh, wow. <laughs> the one in the gym, which is super funny. <laughs> but what I recognized after, I, I still wasn't totally sure where I fit in the peg of the fitness and wellness field when I graduated. Yeah. But there was a country club that um, my family was a part of back home. So when I yeah. moved back home after I graduated, the um, fitness department manager hired me and um, she said, you know what, why don't you just go through and do your personal training certification? I'll help you study for it and things like that. And she said, and then you can decide if you like it or which area you want to go in. Yeah. And so I did that. And as soon as I started working with people one-on-one, I just found my fire, if, if you want to call it. I absolutely loved it. It was a completely different thing than just walking around talking to members or teaching some classes or cleaning machines or doing initial consultations. It really was getting to know somebody, what their struggles were, what their goals were, and being able to put a plan in place for them. Um, So I then worked my way up to managing that personal training department at that country club and uh, was managing um, up to 12 trainers at a time and the goals of over half a million dollars of the department a year and personal training sales and things like that. Um, And then the club actually closed down. It was sold to a developer. So um, it was very disappointing, but at the same time, there's, there's always a plan, right? And you don't let you in, when you're in the midst of it, you don't see it, but as soon as you kind of step back or move out of it, you recognize what the reason was for all those things happening. Of course. And so that was about eight years ago now. So February was eight years. And oh, wow. um, so I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. Um, and I had a friend who said to me, you should go talk to the owner of this physiotherapy clinic. And I really... I didn't know why she said that to me. She didn't really explain much. And yeah. I am not usually a person that would be like, sure, I'll just call somebody up and introduce myself. Yeah. But for some reason, that prompting inside me, I did. Um, and I didn't hear back from him for a few days. But then he did call. And again, things work out for a reason. There was four of his staff that I knew. And I didn't realize they worked with him. And they all were talking to him. And telling him, yes, you should meet with her and things like that. So anyways, I have been now on my own. My studio is inside this physiotherapy clinic. And it has been an amazing journey to just have have the space that I create the energy for. Um, And I don't actually do any advertising. People, it it. It's referrals. So the type of people that end up being drawn to us, they fit in our energy. Um, 
they work hard, they're positive. Um, we're not comparing anyone to anyone. There is no cliques. It just, it's a very safe space, but um, it has allowed me to grow as a person as well, to really um, get to know people. 98% of my clients are women. I only have a couple men, yeah. and they are husbands of the women I train. <laughs> Um, and it just, it really has allowed us to create this community of support more than anything is what I would call it. Everyone kind of brings what they're going through in life, um, brings what their day may have been like and just kind of lays it out there. And we all work hard. We laugh, we cry, we sweat and, and we walk out better people. So it's just been such a blessing for me to kind of go through my whole journey of this 18 years and the best is yet to come. But I just really definitely try not to take for granted what I have at the studio for sure. Of course. No, it's, it's so beautiful. Like I had so many chills as you were describing some of your journey. Um, You know, there's a couple of key things that I got from it that I definitely would love to explore a bit further with you. Like you talked about just the whole aspect of how you attract similar energy, um, you know, whether it's in business or in life, um, you know, especially on your, on your wellness journey, I do find that energy plays a big role in Mm -hmm. how you heal and move forward. Um, You know, another thing that I love that you talked about was just how you created this little community, right? It's really like, each of you lifting each other up as opposed to kind of, you know, holding each other back. And, you know, to contrast that with the typical culture that you see in the yes. gyms that you go to, I definitely would love to know more about it. And, you know, just to kind of shed more light on it, because I think it's important that fitness spaces, be it yoga studios, be it, you know, a gym, I think it's important to not have those barriers in place whether they're mental mm-hmm. barriers or even literally sometimes you'll see cliques and you'll you know there's certain gyms that I go like when I used to go um I'd go to and you just see people talking people talking or looking or staring at each other up and down mm-hmm. and I'm like we're just there to work out everyone's here to get healthy um you know it got to a point where I stopped going to certain gyms um yeah that's I very would, common <laughs> I would just try and work out at home try being a keyword or like go for a walk outside um yoga studios same thing it's beautiful if you get into a yoga studio where the culture is literally um more community-based more empowering uplifting like I've been to a couple and like there was one that I'd gone to where it was it wasn't the right energy like there's just something not right about that space and mm-hmm. I yeah, didn't you can feel it. I didn't yeah. stay there too long like it just wasn't for me like um, it was a great place and its own right and you know a lot of people gravitated towards it it's just the energy wasn't right for me so I could never ever fit into classes over there I, mm-hmm. I tried I tried to go oh I don't know quite a few <laughs> but yeah. I love that you talked about, you know, everything happening for a reason in the big picture. And I'm a huge believer in that, you know, whether it's your health or your life or business, you will never be like that seed was planted in you. you yeah. Know, through your high school, like exercising your way through high school, you know, channeling that into 
I don't know, just being a better human, right? Because no one, mm-hmm. no one really knows what's going on at that time. And then using that journey to propel you further and just the way you ended up in business. Like I, I just have chills when I think about like all the little breadcrumbs and how they correlate. Yeah, um, absolutely. Beautiful. You know, could I, Paula, could you, ex- I want to explore a little bit more on the energy part of things. Like when you said that you were attracting more of the people that you, that fit with the energy could you shed a little more light on that and why it's important for women or just people in general to tune into stuff like that well i find a lot of times that um depending on where you work so again i don't have a huge gym and it it does kind of protect me and put barriers around me i don't know um we haven't talked about this yet but just um creating your boundaries, right? So the people that come in and out of your life and the people you allow to stay and get close to you, there is this common bond, whether it's, I would say most of it does come down to the energy that you give them and they give you. And I have times that people will come in um, to my studio and I can tell from the moment they kind of walk down the stairs and around the corner yeah what things are going to kind of look like there's just this this feeling that happens yeah. but i will tell you when i was at a big gym and um managing my clients and the trainers and things like that i found it very very draining um because i didn't really get to choose my clients i didn't mm. have any boundary that i could set there and yeah. i found that it just absolutely emotionally and mentally would exhaust me because I was trying to bring people up to where I was with my energy and my positivity and just my outlook on things. Not, I'm not, um, like I have some friends that are really early morning bubbly. They don't even need coffee and I just cannot wrap my head around that. Oh my God. But then I like, I'm just, I'm a positive outlook person. There are days that are like, I get tired, I get stressed, things like that. But um, when I am able to create a safe space that I can kind of take that stress of the day off of somebody, yeah, I can redirect their thought process um, and just allow them to be able to focus on the good, really. Like take yeah. their mind off certain things to, and it, it really does shift the energy that they have. And um, again, like I said, we attract like people. So when my business grew from referrals, yeah, people that brought other people in were very much the same as us. And um, it's been really, really nice to see too that that women that struggle with self-esteem and struggle with, um, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. Apologizing when they can't do an exercise exactly like somebody else. I've had multiple people do that and be able to build them up to the point where you don't need to apologize for anything. Everyone's goal when they come here and my goal for you is to do the best you can to feel good to be excited that you've taken this time in your day for you and to be proud of yourself. And it it really, (laughs) yeah, like that's the, the biggest thing is 
to really just try and and redirect that energy because we can get really down on ourselves. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'm describing it properly. No, you <laughs> are. Like, energy is really hard to describe. Yeah. It is. You're speaking my language. Like that's literally all I talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Almost oh. every day. Like I'll post something about that or like it's I'm it's so important. It, it makes such a big difference, right? Because if you're yeah. doing if you're you know, say suppose you found out that you have, I don't know, a hormonal imbalance or you mm-hmm. even, you know, it doesn't have to be drastic. They suppose you just want to change how you feel and you're mm-hmm. sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. So, you know, you're trying yep. to get active and you just want to make a change in your life, right? And oftentimes people on the external end will start doing, you know, exercise or like they'll eat better. That's the external aspect, but it makes a mm-hmm. difference on the internal side. Oh, of for it. sure. Right. Yeah. So it impacts your, it basically impacts your biochemical balances. It impacts your health, everything. Everything. Um, yeah. And if the people in your life are not on board when yes. you're trying to make those changes, like that's a form of energy too. It's oh, yeah, for sure. go against the grain. And it's, if you're not yet strong enough to face that opposition yet and say no, which is kind of what Yep. I went through like when I had my diagnosis with PCOS and like I had to, you know, initially drastically just cut out a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was not strong enough to say no to people all the time. Oh, why do you have to go to bed early? Or why do you need, you know, can't you just skip a workout today? Or, yeah. can you know, just eat a bite. It's, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Like you're not going to die. And I'm like, if I was a diabetic, you would not be talking to me this way. That's you it, know? right? And the guilt <laughs> for saying no, that especially yeah. us as women feel. Yep. And the guilt for taking care of ourselves, which yep. is so, like, when you say that, it's crazy. Yeah. Why yeah. should we feel guilty for doing what we need to that's necessary for our body? But yet, that's exactly what happens for sure. Yeah. And there's so many women too. Actually, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's just women, but a lot of too. ways yeah. that, yeah, totally. A lot of ways that people judge their success in my industry is a scale. Yeah. I do not like scales at all. Once <laughs> in a while, they're fine. But the, the main reason is we're talking about energy. If you step on the scale in the morning and it does not say what you expected to say, most of the time that will literally set your energy for your day. Yeah. It will drag you way down. It will throw you into a shame spiral, which happens most of the time, or you feel like a champ, right? Yeah. So, um, but because of our expectation of, oh, I did really well yesterday, I'm going to drop two or three pounds, but then two days later when your period is coming and hormones are all over the place, you jumped up five pounds. Like it really, that energy, that internal shift that happens because when we feel down on ourselves in whatever situation, it can spiral into the emotional eating and the sabotage really. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's all connected. People don't clue in like how you like, for example, Right now, like I am totally transparent here. Like there's no shame in talking about these things on the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be getting my period soon and I'm super bloated right now. Yeah. I wasn't bloated last week. I wasn't even in pain last week and I'm super exhausted this week. Yeah. It, you know, but if you look at it cyclically, um, it actually makes sense. And then you eat. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. 
You eat for your cycle. You eat, there's different foods that you can eat at different, like in all of the four weeks. And if you eat according to that and exercise according to your, like what cycle of the month you're in, it'll actually sync up a lot better. Yeah, for sure. It works well, you know, but people don't understand that. It's not that they don't understand it. They don't know it. Like all of the stuff that you're talking about, that I'm talking about, it's coming up. All of this awareness, like on her plate, right? Topics in on her plate are topics that are not yet mainstream, but more and more people are waking up to it. I cannot tell you the people that have read your chapter or mine or Kylie's, every single chapter in the book, it's like, wow, I did not know this. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people compartmentalize areas of their life, right? They don't understand how everything overlaps. Yep. like it all goes together, right? So yeah, sure. the food you eat, for sure, just like you said with your cycle, I used to get cramps and my sister was really bad hormonally. Mm-hmm. Um, like the acne that she would get, I yeah. could tell you when her period was there because of what would happen on her skin. Yeah. But with changing the diet and adding more, especially fruits and vegetables, to be completely honest with you, both of us have had such big impacts in our cycles, like just how we feel, the PMS symptoms, yeah. all of that type of stuff, it all works together. Of course. No, for sure. And like it all carries an energetic tone, right? Like yeah. I'm not saying don't eat junk food. Like we just had like paka yesterday night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have, you have your days and it's called balance. Yeah, totally. Right? And I fully agree. Everyone's yeah. balance will be different, right? Just because yeah. someone can eat something once every four months doesn't mean that you can maybe for you you need a treat once a week or once every day even a little bit right Mm -hmm. everyone's super everyone's unique everyone's makeup is unique um yeah which is why even for exercise the same exercise or fitness routine that works for your best friend and she lost 20 pounds in the span of three months it's not going to work for you her body type is different her hormonal makeup everything is different um, yeah, for sure. Some light on that, like, what kind of exercise should um, you know women in particular? What kind of exercise should they choose? Are there different ones so... you can do depending on age? Um, does that make a difference? Um, no, you know what? That's funny that you said that. So I have my clients. I train them for years and years and years. Like yeah. it's basically an indefinite <laughs> yeah. package, if you want to call it. But <laughs> um, I just had a client yesterday, so she is just over sixty, and she asked me. She said, did you change or do you change my intensity based on my age? And oh, wow. <laughs> I was just like, uh, no, not at all, my dear. <laughs> I so my goal is, I know, I know. Well, because I know that she does not want that to happen. Yeah. And my goal, honestly, is that all of my clients can live out their daily life and feel strong and be capable to do all the movements they, that they can do. Um, but as far as, uh, so age-wise, I don't really consider age um, a factor. Okay. I consider the mobility in the body, what's going on with the heart rate, because there are so many different variables in the um, the equation of figuring out the intensity of a workout. So there's, yeah. age is not really something I look at. I I consider what their past history with exercise is. I consider if there's any injuries or say, like lower back strain, weak core, shoulder issues, knee issues, like those type of things I take into consideration more so than age. 
Um, so, but for women, it, the stage in your life is another thing that I do look at. So again, the having younger kids, cause that could be somebody who's in their twenties or having somebody in their forties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to keep up with your children and to manage the stress of your life, to manage lack of sleep, all of that type of stuff that can come with younger children, the intensity of somebody say there's a mom that really isn't sleeping much because their kids are up still in the night or um, that type of situation, the intensity can't be as high. Like they're already in a stress state. Yeah. And exercise is a form of stress. Not all stress is bad for our bodies at all. I'm not sure if everyone understands that, but um, stress, it creates growth. It creates change. It's definitely positive things that come from stress, but the amount happening at once on our system tends to be the problem. And so we have to be careful. Like I had a client, we're probably going back uh, about 10 years ago now, that she really wanted to lose baby weight and she did amazing at losing it. But then there was a certain body fat percentage she wanted to get to. Yeah. And she started to do and got up to two hours of cardio a day. Oh my gosh. And it completely threw her hormones for a loop. And she, she ended up and by no means would I ever recommend that to anyone. So please don't do that. Um, But it just put so much stress on her body that um, she went to see a a naturopath or hormone specialist. And they said to her, you need to like maybe do 15 minutes of cardio. You need to do weightlifting. You need to do strength. You need to do. So for me, I, I like doing workouts that are very efficient time-wise. So in like 20 to 30 minutes, you can really work hard, but you also keep your heart rate up while you're doing it. So it's not on a piece of cardio. Um, I don't mind cardio at all. So if you were going to go for um, a spin class or a run or elliptical, all good. You don't need to do a huge length of time. So 45 minutes is the max I ever recommend to anyone. I usually say about 20 minutes is awesome. Yeah. But if you do a um, a HIT training, HIT is H-I-I-T, high intensity interval training, which is bursts of cardio for like 30 seconds and then a strength exercise and then a core exercise and then cardio strength core. And you can put it together in a circuit like that. So your heart rate stays up the whole time, but you're doing muscle conditioning as well. So my favorite thing to recommend, to be honest with you, to get results and to also get a daily routine and habit happening is five days a week of 20 to 30 minutes. And you will see really great results. And you will create this this habit in your kind of internal clock that you end up missing exercise when you don't do it. But 20 to 30 minutes is completely doable in our schedules. But what I talk about a lot in my chapter in the book in On Her Plate is priority and whether you decide that you are worth putting that time into and that that I find is one of the biggest factors because once we start we're good 
Yeah. Yeah. It takes it, some time to get getting, into that routine. Like, yeah. I think like what, 21 days that it takes to make a habit or. Yeah. 21 days to kind of start that habit. And Mm -hmm. then if you can do it consistently for three months, then you are set. You are good to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, I, I love your chapter. Like it's, it's one of those, it keeps things real. You know, I mean, I used to be one of those women that used to think I need to go to the gym for two hours a day. And I need to, you know, this was before I, before I met my spouse and before I, of course, had children and all of those things, um, I was pretty much on all the time. Mm-hmm. And no wonder your hormones are doing like a little, you know, dance around the fire, so to speak, and like totally. all of these things. No wonder you're having hormonal imbalances, apart from the stress, the chronic stress or trauma that you go through or anyone may have gone through. Um, yeah. It's people don't look at, like I used to sometimes get shamed where it's, yeah. oh, you can't exercise for that long, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. why, why can't you do it? Like, that's crap. I used to tell people, like, I used to tell my family all the time, and this was before I got diagnosed with PCOS, I tell them I bloat up and stress you guys. I know it. I know how my body works when I'm eating more plant-based and, you know, I'm eating more um, in a way that works for me. I know how, like, I lose weight like that. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Like, the bloat yeah. is gone. Like, mainly, like, the inflammation, it's all yes, gone. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I feel amazing when I work out at the gym. I have the strength to do certain things and I do it. But yeah. then it got to a point where it was unhealthy and I pushed myself for longer than I needed to, which was counter-effective. Right, exactly. Then and, your body just goes into protective mode, really. Yep. yep. And, and there's I a lot of people. that time. So. Yeah, yeah. You there's know. a lot of people, too, that um, come to me to, and they say, okay, tell me how to lose these 10, 15, 20 pounds um, through exercise, but I don't want to change my diet. Yeah. And then I have to say to them, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> it, like there's a saying that says you cannot outrun your fork. Yep. And it just, they have to go hand in hand. And like you just said, the results that you get in the gym come from what also is on your plate or at the end of your fork. Yeah. And it needs to go hand in hand. Um, but when you also put those two together, what that does for you internally and mentally when you're fueling your body, like I even talked to my kids. So my daughters are six, eight, 10 and 12 this year. Yeah. And we talk all the time about a balance in their food and I'm trying to teach them because we have treats in the house for sure. Um, They have like snacks in their lunches that are definitely not considered live food, if you want to call it. Um, But there's a balance between, okay, so what did we eat today so far? What's left in your lunch? Well, I have my vegetables left. All right. Well, before you have any other snack, I need you to finish this because your energy, your body needs fuel. And that's the only thing it gets fuel from is what you put in it. Yeah. So just really trying to, and there's so many adults that don't even think about that concept. They just push and push and push their bodies and just expect it to keep going because it always has. And there becomes a point like you found out that your body will shut you down if it has to. Yeah. Because it just does not have 
the fuel, the energy, the resources to keep going. We haven't listened to the signs and symptoms that we, we have. And whether it's we're pushing too hard with exercise, whether it's burning the candle at both ends with work, um, whatever that is, we, we need to recognize that our bodies need the, the right fuel, the water, all of that stuff in order to function at optimal function. I don't even know what we're No, to at optimal there. levels, you're ab- absolutely yes. right. Like it's, you know, the week that I ended up in the hospital, I, I remember like I was pushing myself at the gym, but apart from that, I was super stressed out. Like it was just the stress kept building and building and building and I didn't clue into it. Um, but I kept right. bloating and that month leading up to when I ended up in the hospital, I looked like I was nine months pregnant, but I wasn't even pregnant. Like right. I looked like I'd swallowed two whole people or something. It was like, it was, I can't even describe that phase in my life right now. Like if I go back to that and I put a picture of that time versus like right now, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I had done these exercises. First I thought I hyperextended at the gym. So then oh. I, I didn't know if I'd done that or not. And then I thought it was something I ate, but that wasn't the case. And then we've all found out, you know, like, oh, it's twisted ovary and she has ovarian cysts. And it's like, how did this get to this point? You know, and it's, you know, what came first, the chicken or the hat? Like, maybe I always had PCOS. And like, the more I've studied into it and the more that I'm learning through my own courses and stuff now, yeah, it's multifactorial. You're anyone that has hormonal imbalances, like part of it can be genetic, like from your mom's side. Mm -hmm. But even more than genetic, like you have the power to overwrite or rewrite your gene code. Like Absolutely. I actually believe in that. Yeah, yeah you know, I it do takes well. seven years yeah. to do that, but you can do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our DNA keeps rebuilding, right? Yeah, and yeah. if we have tons of inflammation in our body, we literally re- like we produce our reproduce ourselves, right? They yes. turn over every yep. ninety to one hundred and twenty days. Yes. So if you've got unhealthy cells, that is what's being reproduced. Yep. But if you, you absolutely, just like we can create unhealthy, we can completely turn it back to healthy. It yeah. just, there are gene markers or switches that we can turn on and turn off again. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, like, I think nutrition plays a huge role in that, right? Like, because yeah. it's cleansing your body Massive. internally. And then mm-hmm. so does what you ingest, like in terms of your products that you use, in terms of your environment right? Your physical yeah. environment, your work environment. I'm not saying you can ever, no one can ever escape stress. I don't even think that's human, humanly possible. You know, some form yeah. of stress is good for everyone because yes. it gives you yeah. the jolt that you need. But I think being in stressful situations chronically over and over and over again is where it gets dangerous for women and men, you know, just exactly. humans. You're not, then that's where your adrenal glands, like all of those things get messed up. That's where the yeah. adrenal fatigue, all of those things come in. Um, oh, wow. Like, this is, it's crazy. Um, in terms of exercise, speaking of, like, if you are someone that is trying to slow down or say, suppose you've had, um, you know, hormonal imbalances, like a lot of my listeners are women with PCOS or adrenal fatigue or like thyroid imbalances, those sort of things. Like, if they are trying to get, and you know, like a lot of the times I get messages in my inbox saying, I'm always exercising. Like, why can't I lose this weight? Like I'm trying to eat healthy. Like I still don't lose this. And, and what are some exercises that they could do and how often should they be exercising? 
So there's a lot of variables in that one. But if your body is already in a stress state, which tends to be the case with the hormonal imbalances, um, I wouldn't push the heart rate too high for a long period of time. Um, I would more, again, heart rate, it, it's relative to age, fitness level, all that type of stuff. So I can't really give you an exact range to aim for, but there's a thing called a talk test that um, Mm -hmm. we as trainers are are taught, um, a way to gauge how hard you're working. And it goes one to 10. One is I could do this exercise, whatever I'm doing all day, all week. It's super simple. My muscles aren't burning. I'm breathing totally fine. All that type of stuff. 10 is I'm like completely done. I cannot do any more. Can't do another one. I can't talk to you. I can't breathe. So if we're looking at somebody who's in a stress state already, managing about a six to a seven on that scale would be what I would recommend. And everyone is different. The thing that I really try and um, recommend to everyone is that they find some form of exercise that they enjoy. Going to the gym for many people is like torture. So that may not be what they want to do. They may want to go to like Zumba class or they may want to go like one day a week, go to a club in Toronto and go salsa dancing for three hours. Yeah. Like that is a huge workout. (laughs) Totally. It's really fun, right? Or, um, a sport that you like, like playing volleyball at a school gym with, uh, meet some, new friends type of thing, one evening a week, yoga, reformers like Pilates. So there's so many different things that you can do. Um, but you really want to make sure it's not something that you dislike. And that's a chore to you. Because again, that's going to be more stress on your body. If it's something that challenges you yet, you really enjoy it. That is what I would highly recommend that you try and focus on. Um, and then also just making sure you've got some other outlets to bring yourself down from the stressful state um, that if there is a lot going on in your world that is causing the adrenal fatigue and just the exhaustion and things like that, um, like reading, like uh, I don't know if you've ever been to one of those hydration pods, like the floating pods. I haven't. Have I want to try that so badly. Yeah. So there's a lot so I don't know how that would work. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Claustrophobic, <laughs> it may not be a good situation. <laughs> but things like that, that just really allow you to even having a bath. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just allows everything to relax. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody with PCOS and the hormonal imbalances, it's really um, the important factor would be for me is that you find something that you enjoy, first of all, so that you look yes. forward to doing it. Um, maybe even something with a buddy and yes. then just get your heart rate going. Have a great time doing it. Challenge your body a little bit, but don't go overboard because you don't want to set yourself back again when you're yeah. trying to bring those hormones back into balance. Yes. Once you've got that all leveled out, then definitely you can step things up a little bit. I am a huge, huge believer in functional exercises and multi-joint movements. I don't have huge machines 
in my studio. To be honest with you, I use kettlebells, I use TRXs, I use BOSUs. Um, I use things that don't, your body weight is how you do most things. And it just, it gets a really effective, efficient workout without absolutely burning you out um, and crippling you. So I, I hope that it. answers your question. No, it does. Honestly, there's so much good stuff in there. And like, you know, to those of you listening, uh, you know, and to those of you who may know someone that's battling hormonal um, imbalances or even just, you know, to the woman who is wondering why she's unable to still lose weight or like, you know, and I don't want to say lose weight. Like, why are you unable to feel healthy? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I definitely want to stress the fact that Find something that actually excites you because exercise to me is like a stress reliever. Like I know when my body has all this pent up stress energy that I need to release. Like I will sometimes, you know, when I do work a nine to five during the day and like I will sometimes go run in the stairwell, like on the flight of stairs. I'll literally just go run up and down, you know, and that sometimes helps, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure you know, just going for a walk, like, or sometimes like we have these standing desks that work. So I'll literally just stand for the rest of like for the other half of the day, because I'm like, I can't be sitting all day. Um, I know like not all workplaces have standing desks all the time, but you know, at least try and move around. I think my rule of thumb is like in every hour, try and take a break for five minutes or 10 minutes, like walk around, do some stretches, do some deep breathing, because that's going to keep your stress levels at bay. And you know, at the end of the day, when you come back, when all is said and done, when everyone's asleep in the household, take, even if it's 10 minutes, take those 10 minutes for you. Mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be exercise in those 10 minutes. It could be if that's, you know, that's what, that's what works for you. But just take those 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes for yourself to just kind of sit quietly or, you know, do something that actually like excites you and de-stresses you. Yeah, for sure. When people set goals too, I try and, and I do this with my network marketing business as well with my team, just when I'm guiding people and starting their businesses. Um, Don't just look at one aspect, like with the fitness side of things, looking at the number on the scale that we want to lose tends to be what people look at for goals. I am a firm believer in, um, yes, you can set that as a goal, but finding, say, a goal size, like a pair of jeans that you used to fit into that you want to get back into or a dress, um, and using measurements, but also setting a goal for yourself for, like you just said, Four times out of the week or, or three to four times of the week, I'm going to do some sort of movement on my lunch break at work, whether I'm going to do three sets of the stairs or I'm going to walk around the parking lot outside or getting my workout in three times a week for the next month um, and rewarding yourself for that. And when I say reward, I don't mean a food reward because this is another thing that tends to happen is that we want a treat and it's, it literally our mindset has, it's sabotaging what we're really trying to do, right? The treat is something that is so counterintuitive to what the exercise and the healthy eating is. So I had a client that I, I absolutely, I tell this story all the time. I love it. So she had a goal every month to exercise four times a week. So she had this 20 workouts in a month. 
Oh, wow. So maybe if she didn't do four one week, she would try and do five the next week. But as long as she got these 20 in, she then allowed herself to go buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah. That's nice. That's that's the most brilliant treat ever. Like that. That's actually really nice. I know, right? (laughs) And she loved how she felt in high heels. So she, like, we're not talking super expensive. Like, I think she loves DSW. So, like, they're not expensive shoes. But she would feel, totally, yeah. She would feel so good about herself, so proud of herself, and then feel super sexy in these high heel shoes that she was buying. Yeah. It was, it was such a positive reward. And if we can think of the reward system as more of, those positive things rather than still that mindset of I'm missing out. I need a treat of junk food. And please don't get me wrong. I am a full believer in balance. We have dessert in my house. My parents are taking us out for Dairy Queen tonight. (laughs) So um, I I definitely am not a 100% clean eater. Yeah. Um, But I don't, believe that it should be called a treat when when we've done really well with our exercise and eating that we're gonna go have stuff that generally will make our stomach feel bad (laughs) um and things like that that it just a lot of people end up kind of sabotaging themselves because there's so many this heads into a whole different different tangent but um the taste of that treat after a week or a month of not having it tends to really do a lot of stuff in our brain because of the sugar in it, yeah. which is most of the time what the treat is. Um, and then it becomes very, very difficult to say no the next day. Yes. And it tends to spiral into a whole different cycle. Um, so I just want to kind of challenge people's thought process on what a treat is and rewarding yourself. Um, whether it's the massage, whether it is buying shoes, yeah. um, getting your nails done, like, I don't know, whatever it is get for yourself you. A new, I don't know. For me, like my thing is I like to feel like I like to be in really good workout clothes when working out totally. like, and they don't have to be like super expensive or any of those things. It's just, yeah. you want to be able to wear clothes where you can see your form and like, you know, you feel good. Like you get motivated to, you know, oh yeah, I get to wear this today or like, you know, every month totally. maybe get yourself a new workout outfit or, you know, a new work outfit. I don't know. It's like motivating, right? Like if you or a new book, exactly. you know, what I mean? like whatever a, that is for you book or like a healthy product or maybe like you get like a clean eating subscription. Like, I don't know, or what mm-hmm. to keep you more on track with your goals. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when you set those goals, that's what I just really try and recommend to everyone is to first of all, make realistic goals, but at the same time, create a successful or a, um, what's the word? A path to success. Not that you're going to sabotage yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like for some people, four times a week or 20 workouts in a month, it's, it's overwhelming. They basically have said to themselves in their mind, there's no way I'm doing that. Cause like when I said 20 in a week, you went, Oh, wow. Yeah. So that initial reaction, it, that may not be for you. Right. So whether yeah. it's for right now, because I haven't been working out for months, let's that's, say, yeah, that's I'm where I'm try at. And get, yeah. Right. So let's try and get a workout in 
twice a week. And then I'm going to try and really make sure I'm doing my stairs or things like that at work. Or I'm following the 80-20 rule with my eating, that type of thing. You need to create a pattern for success for yourself, not set yourself up for failure. Because you can always add more. Yeah. Right. You can do bonus. Absolutely. But you don't want to mentally derail yourself after two weeks. Of course. And like, see, that's my thing. Like I'm an extreme personality. Like anyone who knows me knows that I'm all or nothing. Like I'll either go all in like full tilt or like, I'll just wear off like, and I'll just literally go and not do it. Um, Yeah. That's probably self-sabotage. And it is. Um, I think the mental thing has a lot to do with it. It's a mental totally mindset is. too, right? Yep. It's one of those, yep. maybe you start doing it and you start seeing results and then you're like, is this really going to happen for me? Um, I yep. know that's how my train of thought was a long time ago. And then I remember the year of our wedding, come hell or high water, no matter what, I was relying on exercise more to just get me through those months, not even about getting in shape for the wedding day. I just needed to de-stress because I was working crazy hours in the work week but I wouldn't go high on cardio. I would do maybe like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, like you said. And the rest of that time, I would just spend doing plyometric exercises. And mm-hmm. it helped. It actually helped. Yeah. Did I lose a shit ton of weight? No, I didn't. But I felt good. And I felt confident yeah. in myself yeah. and my ability. And I felt strong. Like I could do certain things yeah. that I wasn't able to do a lot you know, before I started doing the workout. So I think that, you know, it's, it's hard. Like as women, sometimes we oftentimes sabotage it. You miss a day and then it's yeah. like, well, you know what? I'll go the next day. And then something else comes up and then you're like, oh, I'll go the next day. And it never happens. And then you're like, oh, I haven't gone for so long. How's yeah. it feel now? You know? Right. And that's um, something I talk about in my chapter two yeah. um, in the book is about time blocking. And it like, it's super important in life in general, um, in business, Um, we do it with our kids activities. We need to get them somewhere. We know how long it's going to take to get there. We set aside that time. We have a meeting for work. We have our our call today right now. We set aside that time, but it tends to be with our workouts. We're just like, okay, well, hopefully I'll get one in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it is not scheduled in like a meeting would be. And, um, it's really, really important that that is your meeting with yourself. It is a non-negotiable appointment. Yeah. Obviously, if there's an emergency <laughs> or something like that that comes up, right? Or if you're yeah. not feeling well, it, it, for sure. But um, a lot of people ask me too, when is the best time to work out? Because there's all these different trains of thought. And the biggest one is work out in the morning because you burn more fat. Okay, so basically you need to work out when you will make it work the most consistently without interruption. So for women, um, and especially if you do have a family, either early in the morning, at lunchtime, when everyone's kind of at school or daycare, whatever, if you can plug it in there, or after they go to bed. But generally, it tends to be morning time. Yes. Um, Because then you won't be interrupted. Because honestly, like realistically, our life is not our own. If we have a lot of people to take care of, and that's okay, that's a blessing for sure. Um, But still, you are a better parent, you are a better spouse, you are a better coworker, you are a better friend 
if you set those boundaries to take care of yourself and make that exercise, whatever form it is for you, a priority in your week. And it's, it honestly is one of the biggest hurdles that people struggle with. And that it's exactly why I have a job. <laughs> it, like, because people have made a financial investment in hiring me. They will show up because yeah. somebody is waiting for them. They do not want to disappoint the trainer. Yeah. And they will lose money if they don't show up. Yeah. So it really, like that accountability and me being an accountability coach as well, having weekly phone calls and just, okay, here's what you said you were going to do last week. How did it go? Yeah. It's, it's important, right? And that's why when um, I also said another tip is having a buddy. When you have somebody that is going to meet you and you kind of help each other out in that, you really have a higher chance of success. You don't let each other off the hook. Yep. No, it's true. It's actually so true. Like one of my best friends, um, she's, not, she's not in Toronto anymore. She lives in Calgary, but we went to school together. So we would exercise together. We would go to the gym together in university. We would cook together. Like, of course, we lived together. Um, mm -hmm. Even after we moved out of university and we came back home, although we were working different jobs, different schedules, the one thing that I, I know for me, like, I looked forward to was our gym dates. <laughs> we'd mm -hmm. call it that. But, yeah. You know, yeah. we'd be doing our own thing at the gym. And then, yeah, we'd pair up for a couple of exercises. But usually, yeah. The gym was our thing. We'd go to the gym, you know, if not every day, at least three times a week, we'd aim to go together. That's awesome. And it was, it was beautiful. Like it kept us on track. Like, you know, even eventually, like when she was in Calgary, like during the years of our weddings and stuff, it's still, we still kept each other on track. Like we'd send each other like recipes or like, oh, I, hey, I found this exercise today. Did you try this? Try it. <laughs> or like, nice. you know, it's not real until you send us a picture or you record. Yeah, <laughs> We don't need to post it anywhere, but just send it <laughs> so that I know you've done it. Um, exactly. It was, it yeah. was pretty cool. Like, you know, and like, it's really nice to have those types of people in your life. And if you're someone that doesn't have anyone like that in your life, it's okay. They're, that's why it's called online communities. Or totally. that's why it's called join, uh, you know, a boot camp or like, I don't know, a kickboxing studio, a dance studio, whatever works for you and find your tribe and then find mm -hmm. a buddy there or a few and then yeah. show up make it like totally. one of those things and that that's kind of the place that I'm at right now it's so it's, you know this is beautiful that you've been talking about all of these things and it's I'm definitely going to use these for myself um these tips awesome. and, um all of this wisdom oh my god I love <laughs> I could talk to you about this forever like I could literally go on forever about fitness and health and wellness it's um, my favorite for sure. That's why it, yeah. Having just that open conversation format, like we yeah. talked about is very much something that I love because it naturally goes into the areas that we need it to. Right. Yeah. And it's real. And there are lots of things that different people struggle with and yeah. hearing from your journey, how, what I'm saying, it, it brings back memories for you and how these things did make a difference for you. It's huge. That's awesome. It is. You know, it's one of those things like for the longest time. So after giving birth, and I think this is, I think it's a societal thing. It's not even cultural. Um, you know, for the longest time, like, so in my culture, and I'm sure most cultures or Eastern cultures, they do something called binding. 
after your, you know, you've delivered your baby. Okay. Um, So they bind your stomach, like your ribs, abdomen, lower abdomen, they bind it. You know, nowadays they have whatever, Spanx or corsets or what have you, but traditionally they bind Mm -hmm. you. Um, or your mom or like the elderly women in your family will bind you with a piece of, I don't know, a sari or like, you know, a cloth and they bind it pretty tight and you don't wear it all day, but you wear it for a good couple of hours every single day because it actually helps your organs apparently get into where they were supposed to go back naturally. Um, For the longest time, I never did that. (laughs) I tried to do it. I didn't do it. Um, i it's different. My journey as a mom was even different. Like I was in and out of hospitals for my son and his health stuff that we were dealing with in his first year. So, you know, I was always on the go and I'm like, I don't have time for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But what did get me through those months was my mom making stuff that was good for me, like chicken soup, like homemade soups, like Mm -hmm. just bringing you nourishing food, food that's good for you, good for your body. Um, You know, Losing that weight didn't always come naturally. I don't think I've lost all the post-pregnancy weight and then add add PCOS to the mix. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen so easily. Like it fluctuates. But I do know that I felt healthier than I even looked. And then there was a time last year when I was working the overnights and stuff at the bank. I didn't feel healthy, nor did I look healthy. Like I remember I went to the business retreat um, at uh, GBR's head estate in Ottawa I looked again I looked like I was pregnant for nine months and Mm. I wasn't it was just I wasn't sleeping like I had stressed my body to a whole different level no sleep you're not eating properly you're not even like screw exercise because that's just gonna put make it even worse that's it and your whole mental state when you don't sleep like you can't even really make decisions with clarity oh no I was like I was pretty sure like I was suicidal at one point last yeah, it's, I, was. <laughs> I cannot handle not sleeping. My yeah. husband laughs at me. Um, but I, because I have created a morning routine for myself before the kids get up, before yeah. Nick gets up. So I get up pretty early in the morning, but that time is literally sacred in my day. Yep. Um, but I have to go to bed early. And I am so thankful that when I do fall asleep, to this point, I sleep like a log. Yeah. But if I don't get enough sleep, I am not friendly to anyone. <laughs> I, I was, so, I was just, just talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I love food brutal. and I love sleep, but yeah. I take sleep over food. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. My body just cannot function. And that I can completely understand um, the depression state because I even remember when my kids were babies, right? Like I had all four of my girls within a five and a half year period from start to finish. And I thankfully lots of support from family and things like that, but still I breastfed all of them. Um, so there were, there were definitely nights that were up, um, like breastfeeding a newborn and then I've got little ones that somebody's not feeling well all of that stuff and when you have multiple children like you can't nap when the baby naps you've got another one there right so it just it really does um it does a number like it's oh my gosh yeah I didn't want to say it messes with your head because it's (laughs) not but it, it definitely it takes its toll on your mental state and again that is that whole cycle of one area affecting the other that whole mental yeah. physical emotional spiritual all of them are intertwined and if you let one ball drop 
it will affect all the rest of them for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, like when my sleep was the first thing to get impact, well, I mean, it wasn't the first thing. Like I slowly didn't get my period for almost like two months and oh, I could feel yeah. myself bloating up again. I'm like, oh God, I'm like, I'm inducing this on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, and then yeah. eventually I left that role and it's just, I have to take that time off because of how yeah. reasons I needed to do it. I was also yeah. getting burned out. Um, now it's it's weird like now I work regular hours um but I wake up earlier I'm in bed earlier and I wake up earlier mm-hmm. yesterday we had a late night we just you know we our son stayed with his grandma so we had some adult time and we just oh, had nice. friends over I know but then we were awake till four o'clock I was awake and then oh, I passed man. out yeah I went to bed at four or four thirty I don't know but I was <laughs> at my house I was like go up and sleep um but I woke up today like eight hours later I'm like I can't awesome. go to bed at four and then wake up again at seven like there's no way I'm yeah like, I did that last year and it didn't it didn't end well <laughs> no and it takes so, days to recover from yeah it's not just one day it takes exactly. days to recover from yeah exactly so sure. I was like you know what it's okay like I'll you know I know I have things to do today and they'll still get done but I need to sleep first in order for them to get done yes like, absolutely work otherwise yeah so, and sure. you're right about sacred time too like some days mm-hmm. I wake I think I wake up around like three or four. Like that's like my natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then that's all the time that I have because then it's like feed the baby around five or six o'clock in the morning and then get them ready yeah. to take care. And then I'm on my way to work. Yeah. So it's just go, go, go from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For I'm sure. Bed by yeah, it's good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> totally. And I find too, like mentally for a lot of people, as our families get busier, when our kids get older and into activities and things like that, I found last year that I was just grumpy all the time. Yeah, and I oh had to take into, I, I had to take kind of a, um, a look at why that was. And again, looking at the schedule and it being so busy, I realized though, I I can't be upset at this. I'm the one that signed my kids up for everything. Yeah. Like it just, it was like this light bulb moment that my husband and I have a priority for our daughters to find their passions and yeah. what brings them joy. I and their that. activities are what do that. Like I have a provincial gymnast. We had the yeah. championships in Windsor in two weeks for her. She's ranked very high, which is That's awesome. So awesome. Um, but that is her passion. And then we've got like a soccer player and one in theater and one in art and another gymnast coming. But it is a priority for Nick and I to facilitate that and to really watch out for what their gifts would be that they've been given and to put them in those. So when I'm sitting here upset at my schedule and stressed about it, uh, I did it to myself. (laughs) So I had to just change my whole thought process and just this, it brings me joy. This, I know I'm a taxi driver. I sit there. There's a few nights a week that I am back and forth in the car for like two hours, but my children are happy. I need to be organized with having my meal prepping done and things like that. But this is for the bigger picture for their good. And this brings me joy. And I have to say that to myself sometimes because I am tired, but I think there are times where we just go through our life in response to things instead of thinking of why, why we're doing it in the first place. Yes. And you know, we're not just like a, 
yeah, like it's not, I'm not just going through my day. I am choosing my day and what I am going to do in it because of da, 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 da. So I found like doing that. So I think it was about last September uh, yeah. coming off of the summer and the kids into their schedule. I really had to um, intentionally say that to myself for the first probably month and a half or so. Cause again, there are certain days that are just crazy because there's four of them in different things. Yeah. Um, but now as long as I'm organized and I have my mindset in the right spot of why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and as a family, what our goal is like as parents, it completely changes. Like we talked about that whole energy yes, and that mindset. And when we do that, like you said, with your son, it changes how they respond as well. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I love that you're touching on this, you know, because this is this is a really good transition to what I actually wanted to ask you about next and kind of riff off of next, but it's amazing. And I think mindset is a huge mindset and reframing mm-hmm. your thoughts and the language and the words that you use and choose to use is a huge aspect of like where you will be. Yes. Or where you're whether or not you're going to reach that next level of your life it does it whether it's your health or your business or you know and when it comes to health don't get me wrong I know that there are some health conditions unfortunately and sadly that you cannot change the course mm-hmm. of yeah um, I'm very cognizant of that I've had a lot of family members or close people close to me that have been impacted by certain things but you know one thing was common even amongst those people they chose to brave that with grace Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were always talking like, I remember when I lost someone close to me last year of stage four ovarian cancer, and it was hard. It was hard on her. It was hard on her family. It was hard on, you know, my, it, it was my best friend's mom. And um, the whole time, like everyone else around her would obviously be sad or they were, you know, they, they were grieving in their own way. But she would always ask, I always ask God, why not me? Instead of asking why me, ask why not me. Ask yourself mm-hmm. what your what it is that that diagnosis is trying to teach you. Um, yeah. What is it that's being called to attention in your life? Um, what are you being called to do? Right. And how are you being called to show up for yourself, for your family? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, exercise in that sense, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, like wellness, health—they're all intertwined. Yeah, absolutely. And I have so many people in the exercise and nutrition side of things. Um, and again, most of my clients are women, but when they come in, it's like a confession booth, I feel yeah. like, um, my studio. And they <laughs> just like, blah, 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 with everything they know they shouldn't have done. Like when I go to the grocery store and see people, like they're like, don't look at my cart. But um, it, it really, we we have this guilt and this shame about whatever it is that happened yesterday or last week. And I just try and really um, bring to light that you can't change anything you did yesterday Mm -hmm. or even a minute ago. You have a choice though of what happens from this second forward. Yeah. And what decision are you going to make? Every single moment we have choices to go in one direction or the other direction. Like there, there are choices and um, it really, 
that mindset of whether you are worth making that decision for, the ability to, yeah, that worth is honestly what it all comes down to. And we talked about the people that we surround ourselves with, and it does make a huge, huge difference whether you're being squashed down and told that you are not worth it or you're you're dumb, you're like, whatever, there's so many things that go around us. But then we repeat things to ourselves that we would never, ever, ever say to anyone else. And And what, like, it just the amount of times in a day that we say to ourselves, these negative thoughts, these non worthy thoughts, um, really does create a pattern unfortunately in our brain in our thought process that can be very difficult to break for sure so I definitely try and kind of take it upon myself when somebody starts with negative oh I did this or I didn't do this or whatever yeah okay it was yesterday or that was like I'm not doing enough of okay that's fine do you want to change it is that important to you yeah okay so let's go forward then. You can't do anything about that back there. Like it's not, it, it's done, right? No, totally. Yeah. So I think um, a lot of times for women, what holds them back to with, with any sort of exercise and diet changes, like you said, that self-sabotage, Yeah. we think, well, it's never worked in the past. Sure, I'll try it. But you can just hear it when they're saying it, that they've set themselves up for failure anyways. And it just, it really, that self-worth and that mindset and that thought process is a very, very big factor in changing your projected path um, with your health and things like that, for sure. So it's super, super important. Of course. And, you know, like the language too, right? The language that you Mm. use every day, like, I never understood this until my spouse kind of metaphorically drilled this into my head. Like he would always tell me, I used to get upset at him actually. He'd tell me, don't talk, don't talk to me about the fact that you're trying. It's, you know, don't try. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with you? Like I'm making an effort. He's like, no, it's not about making an effort. It's about showing up for yourself. And if you make yourself a non-negotiable priority, or if you show up for your own worth and for your own self, the way you show up for others, He's like, you would surpass your results and then some. Yeah. You would surpass your goals. You know, Um, he's like, try. He's like, as a negative word, try means you can't even get there. He's like, it is either done or Mm -hmm. you are, you're doing. You're like, I am. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that's it. You got to talk, act as if, talk as if. And, you know, last night, and this is the weirdest, like, I have these reflections at the weirdest times. Like, I was having a shower and. It's, I either get these downloads when I'm doing dishes or cleaning or taking a Oh, shower. that's so funny. So weird. <laughs> like, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I was taking a shower and I started asking myself, and, you know, I've been, as we talked about, I've been wanting and I've been feeling this urge to, like, get more active. And, like, I know I want to and I need to and I know I can and, I'm, you know, I'm doing it. You know, I'm getting there. Um, I felt, I'm like, what would the seven-figure version of myself do mm-hmm. or a six-figure version of myself do how would she act like how would she show up for herself in her life what are the things that she would make non-negotiable every month or every week and how would she show up because you're not going to get to that other level in your life unless you're doing those things right now because that's what helps you get there 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm not, it doesn't always have to be about six figures, but that's an easy analogy to kind of. Oh, totally. You know, um, totally. The words you speak, the language you say, like they have a huge impact. Your body, your cells, everything carries energy and an energetic tone to it. So Mm -hmm. if you're constantly telling yourself, I can't get well, or I can't get sick, or, you know, you're not going to get sick. There's literally a time this entire year, I was like, I cannot afford to be sick. I cannot afford to be sick. I keep telling myself that. And then somehow you push through or you sleep early and then it's like you automatically know what you need to do in order not to get sick. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, no, for sure. Those, um, the words have power. Yeah, for sure. So even the I am statements, I found sometimes um, some people I'm working with that do really struggle with self-esteem or even into depression and things like that. Those I am statements are yeah. not even believable to them. So I am becoming tends to be a really great step to the I am. Yeah, because they can't even see themselves there yet. So saying, I am a seven figure earner, or I am a strong business owner, or something like that, um, isn't even it's very hard for them to change their thought process, let's say that, um, to make that believable for them. So when you add that word becoming, I am coming, then it just changes that whole feeling It just opens things up for a lot of people. So I like to use that one too. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I have my five minute journal that I do every morning and um, it asks like for three great things that you want to see happen today. And then it, at, it asks for two affirmations, two I am statements about yourself. Yeah. And I forget there's a, there's a third thing in there. And then at the end of the day, you do it as well. What were the top three things that happened today Ooh, that like just that. like lit you up? It's awesome. I um, like the five that. minute is a really really cool thing you can get it at chapters or on amazon or whatever but um i really really like it but it's i've used it in that as well but when you do that in the morning it just again sets that intention and that mindset in who you are or who you are becoming who you want to be so no totally like i remember earlier this week like um you know when i was on my break I work like I always carry my journal with me just because I find it easier to write or brain dump like I've all these thoughts or whatever I get and Mm -hmm. it's easier to just write it all out. I started making a list and I I know like one of our other you probably know her Sarah Swain. Um, Oh yeah. Like a little while ago she told me because when I was struggling through something and she's helping me move through it. She's like Kenya why is it that you think you can't do something like I don't know because I've had all these setbacks or like you know, every time I've tried whatever, you know, this has happened, or it's not gone the way I thought it would go. And she was like, but why are you not capable? Like, why? What, what's making you feel that way? You know, why? Why is? Why are you feeling as though, you know, who are you to deserve this? Or who are you to, you know, want this type of life or whatever you call it? And she's like, I want you to do something for me. I'm like, okay, she's like, make a list of every single thing that you've achieved today like all of the stuff that you've done, because oftentimes, and I know humans do this, but especially women, like we're, we don't sit there and take stock of all the amazing things that we've done. Like a little brag list. I want to call it, I don't even want to call it a yeah. humble brag list. Like it's a brag list. Like what are the things that you're good at? What are the things that you've achieved and accomplished? It doesn't matter if anyone else thinks you've done it or not. You know that you've done it. And like, of course, like you'll have some things to show for it. 
write all of those down. And I did that. Like there's a whole page front and back filled with the amount of stuff that I've done in the last two to three years that I thought I really haven't done anything. And that in itself, when it comes to worth, when you have something there that shows you or reminds you of the stuff that you've kind of moved through, it helps boost that confidence more. Well, you see where you've come from, right? A lot of times we totally forget that. I was having the same discussion actually with somebody yesterday. Um, That's so funny that you just brought that up because it really, like I have a prayer journal that I write in in the morning too. That's part of my morning process. And um, there's some big things um, that Nick and I have some goals, things like that financially and all that type of stuff. And I didn't realize because we just we kind of look forward to, all right, what's the next thing that we have to do instead of taking time to look back, like you said, at that list. Yeah. And when I went back, even like to the beginning of January, to these requests that I had prayed over yeah. and sat there and went, oh my gosh, these, these are done. Like yeah. in such a short period of time, these are taken care of. I have accomplished and God has done what I asked in such a short period of time, but I was just thinking, okay, well, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And you kind of get down on yourself, like you just said, but I totally agree that list or having a journal like that, it is amazing to go back and see where you started. Yeah, no, it totally is. You know, and like this whole thing of like the vision boards, all of those things are great, but I think we should also keep like a little brag board. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. what are the things you know you've what are what are the things that you've checked off and yeah or achieved and stuff and then that'll motivate you to kind of go further and push more in a way that aligns for you you know especially whether it's taking an exercise that works for you eating in a way that works for you living life in a way that works for you and your family mm-hmm. right for those of you who have mm-hmm. families or young ones um you know that's it isn't a time to beating yourself up like i I know that I was pretty hard on myself for the last year or two years. I was like, oh, I don't look like everyone. I should bounce back into better shape or I should be this and should be that and all these shoulds. And I'm like, no, yeah. I need yeah, to exactly. do what works right now because that is the season that I'm in. And I know mm-hmm. when I'm ready to get back in there, I'm going to and I'll 110% do it and show up for myself in a way, in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. So Oh, I love, I love, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> I know. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, oh, we've been talking for a long time. I love this. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There, there are so many facets. Um, but I, yeah, I love this. This is, you know, I, for those of you who are listening, like you have to have to go follow this woman. Um, she has Thank some you. amazing workshops and you know, different things by the book, you guys, you'll get a dose yeah. of her, a dose of me and a dose of all the other amazing women that have, yeah. that have written this um, beautiful work of art. Literally, it's a work of art. It's so pretty some days. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that because I'm going to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's amazing stuff in there, really good, good wisdom and practical tools that you can use. Um, Definitely. You know, so Paula, what's next for you? Like, you- <sighs> Um, well, 
I love that um, things are always changing and um, the avenues I've been able to head more into because of the book, just speaking yeah. and things like that. So uh, definitely still training at the studio. I will always continue to do that. I absolutely love personal training. Yeah. Um, but a focus on speaking more and specifically to women. So I have a few things that are in the works right now. Um, hopefully I'll find out next week, an event for Mother's Day, speaking to women of all different ages. Um, also with um, doing some online coaching and yeah. training and things like that. So my, well, as you like to call it, zone of genius. It's <laughs> just really pouring into women and encouraging them that they are strong. They can start today. They have so much to be proud of. Yeah. Um, and that they are capable. So it's been a real blessing to just the avenues that being a part of the co-authored book yeah. that I, I honestly never thought I would ever write. Um, yeah. I had somebody bring it to me and refer me to uh, GBR and it it's one of those things that I actually said no at first oh my gosh really yeah I totally did <laughs> yeah and then I when I was talking to Kylie I said do you have anyone else that could fill this specific topic and she said to me no not somebody that has the um, expertise and the experience yeah. with women of all ages and all uh, stages of life yeah. from yeah. like literally teenagers all the way up through into like 70s and 80s yeah and so that's when I chatted with my husband a little bit more and so it's just been an amazing journey but yeah so heading more into the speaking and getting more brave with doing that because that's yeah. definitely something I was not a public speaker it still scares me a little bit um, but doing training and like goal setting and vision casting type of stuff as well nice. so yeah that's that's where I'm headed I'm excited for that I'm really excited for that thank you yeah so Paula a little bit last little bit before we you know end our amazing amazing soul chat um what does being a holistic warrior mean to you or like what does that whole you know, holistic warrior life, like what comes to mind when you think of that? The words lit up just came to my mind <laughs> um, when you said that. Just loving life, finding what your gifts are, um, working hard. We, we were meant to work, but not be stressed and, and overwhelmed by it. So working at something that really uses the skills and gifts that you have yeah. Um, but having also that balance of rest time, family time, food, all of that together for me and just being diligent at getting that message out there. Um, that's what warrior really means. I find that the world needs more people that um, really come alongside each other rather yeah. than pointing fingers at each other and staying in our own little bubbles. Yeah. Um, I would like to continue to just create a bigger and bigger community of people that support, welcome, love on, forgive, you yeah. know, give grace, all of that. Um, that's, 
kind of what comes to mind when you say that. That's amazing. That's, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thank you so much, Paula, for coming on the show today, for being a part of this and you know, for being my co-author and like allowing me to truly like get to know you. I think this is the first time we've actually physically talked. Yeah, I know. So I know. I was so excited. Online. Um, so I always, hopefully one day I'll actually be able to meet you one day soon um, yes. in person. Um, but it's been, it's been an amazing last hour or two hours or whatever so far. Um, where can people find you? Um, the best place is either on Facebook, just Paula Mann. Um, I do have a page for my business, but um, the best one is Paula Mann, and it's okay. spelled M-A-N, um, okay. or Instagram. And okay. it is perform, or sorry, Paula Perform Fit. So I'll send you the exact link. So if you want to put it in the, in the notes yeah, for the podcast. The yeah, so that's the best spot to find me for sure. Awesome. And is there something that you're, you know, that you're working on or like that you're offering right now that if anyone wants to find you or like maybe be a part of it that you'd want to share about? Um, well, if anyone lives local to where I am, like York region area, um, with our classes, we always do the first one for free. If anyone wants to just try it and see if it fits for them. Um, and they like the community. So that is always something that we do. It's not a specific awesome. time of year. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't really do many packages or deals or anything okay. like that. We just want to get more people into the studio. And then if there is um, some online requests and things like that, then I can just let you know. It, it really depends on what people are looking for. And I have to say... I, because people's goals can be so different, whether they're short term or long term, yeah, it. Uh, I would have to base it on what realistically it would take for them to get to where they want. But yeah, so I do online coaching, like just accountability. But I also do online personal training, where awesome. I would send programs with videos and descriptions of all the exercises, and I change it every two weeks for them. We go over kind of some nutritional counseling and things like that as well. So. Um, yeah, if you find me on social media that way, then we can definitely connect. And if anyone has any questions, then shoot me a message. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you once again for being a part of this. And to all our listeners, you know, go follow her, get in touch with her. Um, she's freaking wonderful. Um, and buy the book, you guys. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, use the code Paula20, um, save 20% off and buy the book. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, 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 that brings us to the end of yet another beautiful episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to the amazing Paula Man. Go get in touch with her, you guys. Her Facebook and Instagram handles are Paula Man on Facebook and Paula underscore perform underscore fit at Instagram. And her email is paula.performancefitness at gmail.com. So get in touch with her, get a copy of her book, check out her personal training, her nutrition, um, all amazing value, amazing, amazing wisdom, uh, wonderful woman overall. And I cannot wait to bring her to you guys uh, again, either on a podcast or in some other form of collaboration. So 
If you loved this episode and if you loved what you hear, definitely share it with your loved ones. Share it with a friend that may need to hear this. Take a screenshot and post it to Instagram, Facebook, hashtag the Holistic Warrior Life Podcast or hashtag Holistic Warrior Life. Um, definitely reach out to me, reach out to Paula. Let us know what you loved about this episode. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear, if there is a guest that you'd want to hear on the show, send them my way. You guys know that I love connecting with people. Instagram is usually my favorite place to hang out, but definitely get them in touch with me through Instagram or Facebook at Tanya Jane Marias Faz or The Holistic Warrior Life on Instagram. So share this episode. I really, really do appreciate you tuning in each week. Thank you so much for allowing me this space and this this wonderful opportunity to literally come to you, speak to you for about half an hour, an hour, and to bring these amazing guests to you. It is, it is not a job or a role or it is not a title or anything that I take lightly. I love podcasting. I'm falling more and more in love with it every day, every week. And I am just so stoked for all the episodes coming ahead for you guys. Um, you know, from my heart to yours, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week ahead and stay in touch, tune in, live that holistic warrior life. And I will see you next week. Bye.